Eric, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. Yeah, um, thank you. Amazing. We're at the Park Plaza, Westminster Bridge, under the shadow of Big Ben. Phenomenal. And thank you to the guys uh, at, the, at the Park Plaza for, for hosting us today and uh, uh, welcoming the media in. Obviously, talking to, uh, to, to Cy earlier on, COVID, last few years, yeah. none of you guys have been able to come over to the UK. This is the first time in a good couple of years now uh, for, for anyone for, from Impact Wrestling to make, it, yeah. uh, make their way overseas. Um, I know you've been here for a few days. What have you been up to? You know, talk yeah. us about your, uh, your your experiences. What you've been up to? Yeah, I love coming here. Uh, I love wrestling here. Uh, my very good friend Gary Ward helped uh, set up a tour for me. He, uh, he runs Carnival Wrestling, and, and uh, he didn't have any shows while I was here. But I will work for <laughs> Gary at some point. He booked me everywhere else except for himself. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been amazing. I got here on the twenty third. Uh, happenstance uh, of these two buddies of mine are from Windsor, Ontario, which is about 20 minutes from where I grew mm -hmm. up. They, uh, they're a band called the Bluestones, and they landed the same day I did and started their European tour in London. So I got to see them the first night I was here, and Gary came and got me, and it's been a whirlwind, man. I mean, shows every weekend, and uh, wrestled for WEW, wrestled for Discovery in Scotland, wrestled for OTT in, in Limerick, Ireland uh, Sunday, um, just kind of hitting all the places. And... Uh, having a blast man it's like the people here have always been passionate about it yeah. but i think like you're saying with covid and stuff everyone's been cooped up and yeah. ready to let loose so it's been fun yeah it's been fun are you Absolutely. gonna get to see west ham play i they played tonight and i we tried we tried <laughs> we, we tried our damnedest uh, but it was like it was sold out they just opened up a, a, a bunch more tickets but i did go to a cambridge fc game i love I mean, soccer for me but fo mm. football for you guys Footy is what I call them. And everyone was very pleased with my tech. Uh, they got battered. Uh, and maybe I'm bad luck. Maybe I'm not a lot welcome back. But yeah, I had a blast. I played all through high school. Uh, I played a couple years of indoor. is very popular in Canada. Played a couple years. I was a goalkeeper. So I played, played goalkeeper my almost my whole life. Started in grade school and then played all through high school. So I love it. Yeah. And what made you support West Ham? I don't really know. I, it's like one of those things where it just kind of like I decided I was watching enough where I wanted to kind of right. skin in the game. Like, I'll watch any game. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I'm the same in hockey, same in football. I'm fanatical about all of them. Um, but I always kind of have one favorite, you know. And I don't know, I just kind of stumbled upon it. And then I became very good friends with a guy here, James Ford. Him and his brother and his dad are all lifelong fans and I was over here doing a signing for him and he's like oh let's go to the game it was I think the second last game they played at Bowling Stadium against Austin Villa and they smashed him and it was amazing and like we're at this bomb across the street and everyone in there is wearing this is singular like people here don't understand like this doesn't go on in the United States it's, it's mixed yep. right you can go in a bar and the national predators are playing the Chicago Blackhawks and there's 450 national Blackhawks fans. Yeah. That was not the case. <laughs> They're somewhere else. They come in on a different road. Yeah. You guys take it very seriously, which I appreciate. You're not part of it, but you're very, yeah. very dedicated. And it's it's such a it's such a singular thing. It's not mm. like any sport is not dealt like that in the United States. So it's something that I've always loved, and and just the the history of it, and and the how long they've been around, and how diehard the people like. If that's their team, nothing else exists. Right? Absolutely, and that's it's beautiful, man. I love it. I think the diehardness of like the sports fan here also corresponds into wrestling fans. Hundred well. percent, very much. Yeah. If, it's your, thing, if it's your thing, yeah. it's your thing. It's your thing. There's often no in between, right? It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. If it's your thing, you, you consume it for years. It was considered wrestling, you know, sponsorships and selling sponsorships on uh, even for WWE was difficult because the, mm. the the rule was wrestling fans don't have money. Yeah, right. That was always a thing, and that's why. 
you know, pro wrestling was never big business, even though it's on 52 weeks a year. You know, they would scratch and claw to get money from Spike or scratch and claw to get money from USA. And that was debunked. You know, they maybe, they, you know, there's nobody watching it that's a multi-billionaire, but all their disposable income is spent on wrestling. Yeah. Every cent. You know, all their time and, and all their money is spent yeah. consuming it and buying it and supporting it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this man has... $2.9 billion saying that he's right. And he, <laughs> and he is. You know, that's just for the rights to air his television show. Yeah, yeah. Not considering all the other money they're making. So, yeah, it's it's a cool thing. I mean, it's I've seen, I've been doing it a long time. And it, it's uh, when I first started, it was not right regional, but it was definitely small. You yeah. know, it was definitely small, nothing like it is. And it's turned into this billion dollar industry where tons of people could be making a living doing it, yeah, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so we've we've got some questions. Um, we're we're going to chip in with a few of our own as, as we go through. But we've opened up some of our listeners, some of our viewers, yep. uh, to try and move some of their questions. And I'm sure some of these you'll have had before. We're doing a media day. It's the sort of thing that happens. Yep. So hopefully we don't go over too much old ground. But um, do you want to shoot first? Uh, our, the franchise asks uh, your experience in the UK tours of the past, and do you think we'll see impact back in the UK? Yeah, I mean that's uh, for me. I think that's the ultimate goal. Mm. Is is some of my fondest memories of the TNA days and where it was touring here, mm. you know, like, and I think part of that is the exposure. They're, they're, you're not able to come every week mm. or you're not able to, able to come several times a month mm. where you couldn't fly to Orlando on a one hour flight and take in three or four shows in a row. Yeah. We only came over here once a year. Mm. So it's special, you know, and there's something to be said about that and coming over here all the time would saturate it and it wouldn't be the same, yeah. but coming over here, you know, we, and we hit, eight or nine towns, every single one of them sold out. Fans are just crazy into it from start to finish because they're starved for it. And that's, I think that's what makes it special coming here, you know? It's like, I haven't been, I came once with the WWE for like three days. Mm. We did, I think we're in, I was on SmackDown, we did two house shows and then SmackDown in Birmingham, then we flew home. Mm -hmm. It could have been anywhere, it could have been Texas. I didn't see anything, I saw the bus, I saw the hotel, I saw the arena, I saw the airport and I was gone again. So, and that's often the way it is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for me, um, I love wrestling here. And it's because the fans are so passionate about it. Uh, I just love the culture here, I've always loved it. I mean, at some point, I, I, I think I'll probably live over here at some point in my life. Amazing, amazing. And uh, the second part of that, do you, you hoping to see Impact? Any any news yeah, or I, any leads or anything? I, 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 I know that there is there is an idea, mm. you know, and I don't know. I'm not involved with. Thank God, I'm not involved with those. <laughs> I can barely dress myself. But I, Simon uh, is working diligently, and Scott Demore and their team. Yeah. And I know that there is in talks of having us come over and do a tour where there would be a. Not everyone would come, but there'd be. Mm you know, 15 to 20 guys, and then we'd lose some, use some local guys as yeah. well and do kind of like a series of matches a weekend or something like that. So this Amazing. worked out really well. I've been here, I got here on the 23rd, and I'm here till April 19th. Wow. Because there's a four-week um, block where there are no TV tapings. Okay. So I was, I mean, they were in Dallas. I mean, every wrestler in the world was in Dallas, <laughs> except for me and the people that are here. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it, it was a cool opportunity to come over here for an extended period of time hit as many shows and have as many cool experiences as possible. Fantastic. Um, next question we've got, obviously, uh, we're going to touch on this. Obviously, a few weeks ago, uh, huge for sort of wrestling fans of, of our era. Mm. Scott Hall, obviously, uh, yeah. big news, passed away. Um, and, uh, you know, a big sort of dent in the uh, in the wrestling landscape. But obviously, a question we've got here from Andy Woodmass has said, uh, what was it like working in the band back in the TNA days yeah. with, uh, with, of course, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash? Yeah, it's... 
some I've been doing it so long and I've got a terrible memory. I forget sometimes. <laughs> um, that is something that I don't forget. Mm. It, it, it was a really cool point in my career where I was like transitioning from kind of being like just the funny guy to, to actually wrestling and being part of something special. Mm. And I was in the group because they wanted me. I mean, those guys aren't doing anything that they don't want to do. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're just not, I mean, they're past that. Uh, but it was, they they wanted them to be together and form this thing. And they said they would, would do it. I mean, they're obviously older at that point. And they needed somebody to carry the load, mm. you know, physically. And I was young enough. And I mean, I could still carry the load physically now. Uh, not by choice, but I would do it <laughs> if they asked. Uh, but yeah, like that was something that they decided. And Scott always, always treated me well. And I think part of that is my relationship with Kevin. Mm-hmm. Still a very, very good friend of mine. And I talk to him quite often. Yeah. Um, but it's like this weird, I had this weird instant acceptance. You know, I think part of it is like, they're not blind, right? They can see that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, you know I, I have some talents, you know, and, and I'm a hard worker and I show up and do, do what's asked. On the other side of that, though, is you have to spend a lot of time with those people. Yeah. You know, you have to be around them and travel with them and spend these times talking and thinking and, and this team of creative people like have to coexist in this singular space. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get along, it can be a nightmare. Oh, and, and that happens, you know, with any work, yes. you know, you know, but yeah, they, he was very accepting and, and that was a very special time in my career and uh, being part of the band. Like I was say jokingly, we I hosted a WrestleMania party in London. Mm-hmm. Was that Saturday night? Yeah. Saturday night. And uh, there was a bunch of guys that had like Wolfpack. And I was like, oh, remember when I was in the NWO for like six <laughs> weeks? That's kind of like my, my joke to, about myself. But I was, I was technically in the NWO for yeah. six weeks. And that the the biggest thing for me was they requested. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like yeah, yeah. TNA went to them and said, "Hey, you know, could you do this you poor this, this poor child a favor?" <laughs> there was they said, "We'll do it, but he's got to be with us." Yeah. So that's I mean, there's no bigger compliment to somebody that you've idolized and watched and respected. Scott yeah. Scott Hall is he's a one of one. Yeah. Right. There will never be another person like him. Mm-hmm. A singular, amazing masterclass performer on every level. Like just insane at everything and just a massive human being and uh, treated me really, really well. And there was all kinds of people that he didn't mm. uh, get. And <laughs> Scott definitely had his demons for sure, but I never saw him. He was always super respectful, super complimentary. And that's uh, one of my fondest, like we, you know, we, not, nothing really came, but we had a short tag team run yeah. where we were doing kind of free bird rules where it'd be mm. me and Cat, yeah. be, it was always me and one of them, you know, <laughs> uh, and working with obviously with uh, Sean Waltman. Yeah. one of my favorites growing up and still at that point he could still go mm-hmm. we had matches on house shows I was like man I wish these were on tape you know like because mm-hmm. they were so good yeah. so so good but yeah it's a, it was an amazing point in my career and I'll never forget it never never forget what they did for me amazing that's cool, cool. you ever remember if it was ever kind of cool the group the, we, I think when we were doing the show back then there was talk of the group could have been called the wolf pack you remember and you guys called it the band yeah I, I think there was something about um, with like the WWE owning WCW, right, so yeah. all the trademarks transfer over. And I think they probably could have got away with it, but it's just a, a, yeah. a headache that they didn't want to do. And I think yeah. they, they, like, it, that had, that's already been done. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It, You know, just because they're together, they don't have to be the NWO yeah, still. Yeah. They can be in this new thing. So I think that was, and I thought the name was cool. I mean, it was there very short-lived, but the shirts were cool. I remember that. And I remember, I mean, just like in the van, like looking, like I'm like, I'm riding with NWO like I mean Kevin's long ass legs and his knees up underneath his chain in the minivan but it's uh 
It, it was amazing, man. It's, it's something I'll never forget. You got spray. You, was it pain to get the spray paint off? It, it's a, it was like a, a water-based, oh, so it so come off pretty easily. <laughs> I was worried about it. I was like, I'm going to scrape my skin off. I mean, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it because that's cool. I can say I got spray painted by the, by the end of the world. But yeah, it, you know, it came off very easily. Cool, cool. Uh, our franchise has asked us, uh, what was the experience defending the Impact Tag Titles in the ECW arena for Newark? Yeah, super cool. So I, I, I've worked in that arena a bunch, but I mean, it was definitely on my bucket list. I loved ECW. I, I remember the first time uh, me and my friends, we grew up in Canada and like where I live, where I lived, cable television still doesn't exist. Mm. So we had an antenna in our yard and we had like eight channels. And then when the small satellite dishes came out, that was like, this is a way for us to be able to watch wrestling all the time. Mm -hmm. The Monday Night Wars were just kind of picking up 96. This is around that summer of 96. And we saved, me and two of my friends saved up money and went three ways on this $1,000 satellite. Like, I mean, like insane. The most money I'd ever spent on anything in my life at like 16. And, um, but we were able to watch Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. And I remember flipping through these weird sports channels and we just stumbled on it one night. Like we knew about it from magazines and stuff, but yeah. there was no exposure to us. Mm -hmm. And like, I had been in this like group, like I would trade tapes with people. Like, kids nowadays don't understand everything's just at their fingertips. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I wanted to see New Japan, I had to like send money to some guy I've never met <laughs> that lives in Carolina and just hope that he sends these VHS tapes to my house. <laughs> so, that, you know, it was uh, that was a weird way to consume it. But I, I mean, I had thousands. I mean, every penny I had, I was a wrestling fan. You know, so every yeah. penny I had was spent on that. But they. Um, Oh my God, what were we talking about? ECW Arena. ECW Arena. So I, the very first time I wrestled there, I wrestled Spike Dudley. And uh, I get there, I'm like, oh. and we were both um, good guys at the time. And I'm like, this is going to be terrible. Like, when you're doing a match, when it's good guy versus good guy, there's no story. It's very difficult. Because mm -hmm. people don't know how to react. They just, now they're just quiet. Yeah. Right? And I was like, this is going to be on. He's like, oh no, I'll just go out and I'll cut a promo and they'll, they'll boo me. I was like, man, you're kind of Spike Dudley. You know, like you've almost died in this place like 10 or 15 <laughs> different times, spilled gallons of blood and like, I'm this, this goofy, funny character that people get a kick out of, but in Philadelphia, they're, they booed Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. like, this is not going to go well. And he went out and cut this amazing promo and they wanted to kill him. Mm -hmm. It was insane. That was my very first experience. That was a long time ago. And it was, it was a dump. I mean, it was just yeah. dirt on the floor, and it was. Now it's, it's very nice, and they 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 updated everything. There's huge change rooms upstairs and stuff. So yeah, I've had a lot of cool moments in that building, and defending the the tag titles in that building was amazing. Beating the Good Brothers, you know, who are legends in wrestling. You know, Bullet yeah. Club is a is a massive group. It's still a thing, and and they're two guys that are known all over the world. So having that match there is is very very special. Amazing. Um, now, you kind of touched on it, obviously, uh, working in, in places like the ECW arena. Um, in this day and age, certainly over the last sort of five to ten years, WWE isn't the be-all and end-all how it used to be. Everyone yeah. had the goal, make it to WWE. Certain people out there, I can think of one specifically, Matt Cardona, obviously not even on the radar anymore, WWE. He can make a very, very good living outside of that. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the whole not wanting to steal anything from AEW, but the whole sort of forbidden door, everything yeah. being a lot more accessible now, people working for Impact and then maybe able to do other indie dates and maybe show up in other promotions. It, yeah. it, that's that's really cool for the business. Yeah, I think it, it's cool for the business. It, it, it's cool for the fans. Mm -hmm. And and it's it, most of all, it, it, it's cool for us. I mean, yeah. like it's it's a, a, another avenue for us to be able to, to do different things outside of, of 
the restrictions of being on television, yeah. which can be stifling. Um, you know, uh, being able to, like, I mean, I was telling Gary, like, I, having these, you know, I mean, I, I wrestled four main event matches for four different promotions and went 25, 30 minutes in each one because yeah. I'm allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that opportunity, you know, and it's, it's always been a weird thing for me. Um, like I've been, I've been on TV for for eighteen years, and I had this match with Jay White on pay per view, and it was very good. You know, I, I mean, I'm confident enough in it. No, that it was very good. I won't. I haven't watched it. I won't watch it. It was good. That's enough. It's on, and I move on to the next thing. But the like the weird like this weird visceral surprise. Like, oh man, did you see this match? I couldn't believe how good it was. Like, I. I'm still a wrestler. Like that's, <laughs> I'm not asked to do 25 min, minute matches every time because that's not the only thing I do. I do yeah. other things as well. But it's always like it's always like I have this. I'm given an opportunity to really go and have a good 20 minute match or whatever, and people are like surprised. Like I mean, how, how is this still a surprise? Yeah. I've been doing this for 18 years. You know, like yes, I'm not known for you know all these crazy memorable matches because that's not one not what I believe wrestling is, mm-hmm. and not what I think people remember. You know, it's the story and emotion. That's what drives people, and that's what I always think of first. The physicality is a tool, yeah. not not the end all. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a, this weird like opportunity outside of these confinements of TV, coming here and doing those things, and the the freedom of it is it's uh, gives you breathes some life back into you for sure. Like I love wrestling on TV too. Um, that's how I make money, so it's excellent. <laughs> but the the freedom of being doing it I mean and it's like you said with Cardona mm. it's never been more apparent that this is a guy that should have been doing all kinds of things mm. but for whatever reason you know it's I've said this in interviews too like I miss the money you know of working there but you know at the same time it's like I'm not the first person he's missed on I won't be the last Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world bell to bell he didn't last six months yeah so yeah. It, it, it's it's just going to continue to happen. He's just busy making billions of dollars and isn't concerned. So, you know, there's 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 no hard feelings or whatever. But it, the, I professionally, I choose what I'm doing now. Yeah. And I've said this too. Like I, I could retire. I'd probably have to be a Walmart greeter again at some point <laughs> in my, my later age. But I could retire and not do anything for 20, 20 25 years. Yeah. I've done very well for myself and I've been smart. I don't have kids, so that's it. it's, a good sa- it's a good savings there. And uh, but I choose to be an impact because I, I think it's the best minute for minute product on TV. I don't think it's close. That's biased because I work there, but from how I look at it, I don't I don't think there's a better pro wrestling product on TV. Amazing, cool. Um, Eric, you mentioned that you didn't watch watch your match back with Jay White. Is that yeah. did you do that with all the matches? Or? Yeah, always been like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only time I'll watch it back is if I feel there was something off, mm. or uh, people are reacting to it a way that I thought that they wouldn't. Mm. Um, I think I watched it some when I first started, just because mostly because it's cool. It's like, man, this is aired on TV. <laughs> it's crazy. You know? Yeah, I've been on TV for a long time. Mm. Um, and I know when I'm doing it, if it's good or it's not. Yeah. You know, I'm there. You know, I'm experiencing it in real time. So I know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I part of not watching it back too is I don't want to be married to that thing that I did. I mean, I the next thing I want to treat it singularly. I, I want my mind to be clear of what I just did because this is a completely new situation and story. I don't want to. Be like, mm-hmm. 
married to something that went really well and having to do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Each, I approach each thing singularly. And wow. if, I, if I'm watching old stuff and it worked really well, I was like, well, I can just do that again. Yeah. You can just do that. I, how I put that together is strictly for that match, that moment, and that opponent. Right. And the next time I do it, I want it to feel completely different mm -hmm. because it is different. I don't want, I don't want the same drum beat. You know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah. two or three. That's, well, man, the drums sound cool. But if it's just that for... 400 times in a row it's boring yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I, I've always approached it that way I don't know if it's the right way or the wrong way but I think for me it's the right way and has allowed me to do so many different things like I've experienced the card from every single angle yeah. you know every single angle so part of me not watching is is that and the other part is is I know if it was good I was doing it I know Cool. When, when we're wrestling in front of nobody, it was a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, man, <laughs> people like this, I don't know. It airs in three weeks, cross the fingers. So. so, Eric, obviously, you're, as you mentioned earlier, you're trying to be polite about it, a more experienced wrestler mm -hmm. at this stage. And, uh, <laughs> you're the second, second person to say that. It's okay. <laughs> Looking at the, uh, the evolution. <laughs> Looking at the evolution of, of your character, obviously you came in, uh, you know, Showtime Eric Young, Team Canada, NWA, TNA, and, and uh, the guy was frightened of his pyro, then the band, and World Elite, and, and you've gone through so many different yeah. um, kind of evolutions as a character, really. How important is it? I mean, people always talk about Chris Jericho and how he's changed his character, but someone mm -hmm. like yourself, you've been going now for a really good amount of time, you're still relevant, you're still there on a top product. Yep. How important is it to you and, and how consciously do you think about your character and, and sort of maybe shades of gray changing it as you as you go? Yeah, so I mean, for me, it, that's the art of, of what wrestling is, you know, and, and some people are so good at one thing that they don't need to do other things. You I mean, I, I would say, I'm not the best at any one thing, but I'm very good at all of it. You know, and I, I don't think that I've proven it. You know, I, I, I didn't speak. I didn't say a single word when I was in Team Canada. You can go back and watch every single <laughs> promo we did. Didn't, didn't say a single word. And I think a person that's watched me over the last five or six years, if you only watch that, mm. you'd be like, well, there's no way this guy, that's all he does now is mm. talk, you know, which is great because it, it, I think it's a huge part of what is interesting about wrestling and, and, a, and, a, and a skill set for me. Um, but the, the fact that, like for me, when I'm wrestling as Eric Young right now, the world-class maniac, and I, I, I say this in my seminars, and this is something that I believe all wrestlers should do. This is something I don't think I did early on, but I, I've adopted it over time. There's a, an acting technique called the Meisner, the Meisner technique, and I read that book just because I'm fascinated by it. I don't think I'm an actor, I'm a professional wrestler, but there's, act, there's elements of, the, of acting in what we do. Mm. And part of this one chapter was about creating a character and how you get into the headspace of being that person. And part of the exercise was when you're, even if you're out during the day, take five things and put them in your pocket that that person would carry, the character that you're trying to portray. Mm -hmm. Not what you would carry, what he would carry yeah. or she would carry. So for me, wrestling moves and things that I do are those five things. And obviously there's more than five, but if I'm, if I'm telling the world, I'm the world-class maniac and I'm crazy and I want to hurt people and I go out and I start doing flying head scissors and shooting star presses, mm -hmm. that's fun, but that doesn't, I'm not trying to hurt the person, yeah. right? So when I work, my finish is the pile driver, so everything I do is on the guy's neck. That, I mean, an arm and a leg, like you can recover from that. Mm -hmm. If I hurt you and I hurt your neck, you may never come back. 
So in my mind, Eric Young, that's what he would do. The character Eric Young. And so everything I do, from how I dress, to the gimmicks I wear, to the music, to how I walk, how I look, how I move my head, how I move my arms, how I stand, it is an opportunity for me to tell my story, mm. right? And convince people that I'm that thing. Yeah. And sitting in here, it's obviously I'm not that thing. Yeah. <laughs> None of this has never even been in a real fight in my life. <laughs> but when I come through the curtain, mm. I'm in that headspace. I'm that guy. Yeah. I believe that everyone's out to get me and everyone's trying to take what's mine and what I've earned and I will protect it to the ends of the earth, you know? And every gimmick I've done, I've thought that way. I remember wrestling low-key. Brandon is his real name. Very good friends. Not everybody gets along with him because he can be a difficult human being, but <laughs> I think it was one of the most unique and talented people this business has ever seen. Yeah. And he's like, when I'm doing the thing where I'm scared of the pyro and I'm scared of everybody, he's like, okay, so well, maybe we'll start where we're lock up. And I've been doing it five or six years. I said, I don't lock up. He's like, well, why? You're a wrestler. He's like, I'm not a wrestler. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of you. Why would I engage? Mm. Why would I physically engage? I'm terrified of you. Mm. I'm terrified of the fans. I'm terrified of the ref. That was my gimmick. I don't know why. <laughs> that, that's what it they was. wanted. So I went all the way in. And I think in wrestling, more now than back then, but there's this huge disconnect of like, oh, I'm, I'm this tough guy or I'm this rapper or I'm this scaredy cat and then they're all they're that during their promos mm-hmm. and during their entrance then the bell rings and they start doing all this stuff yeah. there's yeah. just a massive disconnect I don't believe now mm-hmm. now you're just a wrestler like everybody else mm-hmm. so I've always believed if my gimmick is this thing everything I do should be spent trying to convince the people that are watching that's who I am mm-hmm. for night I mean this happened years like I'm not a humongous guy but I'm 235 pounds I'm a large man and people would meet me and be like, man, you're so much bigger than I thought you were because I always fought from underneath. Yeah. I was always laying. I was always getting beaten up. Mm. You know, always. So I, in wrestling, it's called fighting from underneath. Yeah. So it always blew people's mind. Like, oh, I thought you were way smaller. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, I, it, to me, that's what wrestling is. And I've had this really cool opportunity in my career to do, experience all of those things. You know, like I, I've been the funny guy. I've been the world champion. I was wrestling women before it was cool, you know, like 15 years ago, yeah. tagging with ODB, and we weren't allowed to even touch them. Mm-hmm. And But that was something I was asked to do. And I, the stuff with Scott Bayo and the, was, I mean, like, I've experienced it from all angles. And that's, I think, the coolest thing for me because I'm very experiential. Like, I want to experience everything, good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. I love different experiences, eating different places, going different places, meeting different people. And that's, Basically, what my career has been is all these opportunities to tell all these different stories. Amazing. Cool. We've uh, we've asked some big questions today, but uh, we always like to yeah this, finish off with this the is the biggest one. We ask yep. every wrestler we speak to, Eric. Um, now it's very very important. Uh, we, Buff Bagel told his his favorite with Oreos. So, uh, what is your favorite cookie or biscuit? Man, Oreos would probably be up there for sure. That's high, that's high praise. Uh, Mm-mm-mm. I mean, for, for me, like donuts are like the perfect mm-hmm. creation. Just like a good honey glazed, <laughs> like Krispy Kreme donut. Like it melts. Get you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, for me, cookies I, I like, but if I could choose any one thing that wouldn't affect my calorie intake, it would be donuts. Right. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Eric, thank you so much for taking the yeah, time. Obviously, uh, fans in the UK can watch Impact Wrestling on Impact Plus. 
uh, or the Impact Insiders YouTube channel, uh, the Impact Wrestling Insider, 99 pence a month, Ultimate Insider, 4.99 a month. Uh, that's all UK money. And of course, uh, Rebellion, Saturday, April the 23rd, get that on Fight TV, uh, 17.99. Uh, you're gonna be a part of that show and obviously headlined by uh, Moose against Josh Alexander, another one of our former guests. Mm. Um, and you're gonna be defending the World Tag Team Championships uh, on that show, so make sure you tune in to that. Eric, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Eric. Thank you. It's been great. Cheers.